Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. We got Justin and Emily. We're going to be talking about how to live your brand, especially today uh, when, when the world needs you living your brand, living your mission, li living what you are here to do and deliver through your company, through your organization, through your message. And we're going to be diving into how to do that, how to identify that, how to really step into that even more. So stick around. It's going to be a powerful interview. Before that, though, I just want to say thank you so much for being here, for choosing to be and become your greatest possible self. One step at a time, that's how we do it. Especially when there's chaos, uncertainty, stuff going on, you just keep moving forward. One step at a time, ask for help, tune into inspirational human beings like Justin and Emily, and uh, just stay connected with what moves you forward, your mission. Next up is our iTunes review of the week, and this week it's by Jenny Bell. Jenny says, so much value. Chris obviously pours his heart and soul into the podcast and the marathon. He brings out the best in his guests, sharing their gifts with the world. Jenny, thank you so much for that review. I appreciate you. If you want to give us a review, get a chance to shout it out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store. Uh, give us a review there. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to introduce Justin and Emily. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. Chances are they're going to be sharing some powerful exercises and examples of uh, how you can really step into your mission and your gifts and communicate that and live that so you can serve the world with a bigger impact. So definitely stick around because one idea has the power to change everything for you. Emily Sikorsi and Justin Foster are the founders of the Intrinsic Brand Practice Root and River and the co-authors of Rooting Up, Essays on Modern Branding. Working with heart-based leaders, they believe that all great brands are spiritual experiences. Emily and Justin are on a mission to inspire all leaders to go inward and reframe and redefine the role of brands and their impact on the world. And that is just the tip of the iceberg with this, this epic, epic root and river and these human beings. Are you two ready to rock the house? Let's do it. Ready. Yes. <laughs> we are live on Become Your Greatest Possible Self. Uh, we're going to dive right into the theme of today, Emily and Justin. We'll start with uh, Emily. Emily, the theme of today is create your breakthrough. So we just want to hear what does that mean for you? In your perspective, create your breakthrough. What does that mean for you? Well, it's my own personal guiding belief that when we uh, create, we overcome. Mm -hmm. So that can be more spot on for me. And whenever we get into a place where we've kind of been broken down, or we're facing difficulty, and I've been there, been there in dark nights of the soul. Mm -hmm. What I think we have to do is to begin creating again, whether that's rebuilding ourselves, or it's creating something external to ourselves, or it's recreating our physical health, our emotional health, our mental health, or making art, whatever that is, it's the process of creation that really heals us and reintroduces ourselves to the world. And so I am, I'm down, I love that. It's very inspiring to me. Solid, solid, Emily. Justin, how about you, man? Create your breakthrough. What does it mean? Yeah, to me, create your breakthrough means um, fear is a door. It's not a, really an obstacle. It's a portal. Wow. And um, 
I have literally tattooed on my body that the mission is in the suffering. Mm-hmm. So it's the the idea that to create to create your own breakthrough is you have to turn into into your suffering, face mm-hmm. it. It's it's and 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 enter through it like it's a portal to the other side of something. And wow. there's the dark night of the soul to uh, as Zem, as Zem said, but it's mm-hmm. it's I I sometimes refer to it as the long valley. Mm-hmm. So there's the long valley. That as you leave your illusory world, where you thought things were a certain way, and you walk this long valley, and you get to the other side, and it's it's the traits of being a human being that that we have greater than any other animals. We have intellect, we have perseverance, mm-hmm. and we have strategic thinking and self awareness. Those four things are there, but you don't have access to those things really. They're very dulled and numb if you domesticate them, mm-hmm. and you're trying to make everything just nice and you know nerfing your world like that. You never feel pain again. Mm-hmm. It's like embrace the pain. Fear is a portal. Wow, dude, I love it. I love it. I, I, when you said that, embrace the pain. I don't know if you two have heard of David Goggins, but he's oh, like yeah. this this freaking warrior and just submits yeah. himself to the most you know treacherous training to yeah. to you know be at his top physical state and do like like you know pull up championships and like yeah. all these incredible things. And it's like to set our eyes on on a mission, right? Some some big, hairy, audacious goal to give our life to a mission. And I really love, Justin, that you're using a lot of story elements, like hero's journey elements. And I think that's really important to communicate because stories have been with us for, you know, since the beginning of time. That's how we communicated. And yeah. uh, I just love that I'm hearing the elements just right off the bat. You, I can tell you to really live this stuff in the creativity and the expression and bringing things to life as well as like, hey, how do you actually communicate? communicate how do you live the brand that that you're wanting to portray and express into the world yeah Definitely. yeah it's all a journey and and we study we've learned so much from people like joseph campbell and uh the work that he's he did around the hero's journey and the work that other people have done around the heroine's journey and that's a, a little bit of a different journey it's a little bit mm-hmm. of a different take wow. for for the feminine experience it's something i'm super pumped about and sort of infusing that, all of that into the brand experience and into the story that you tell as a brand Mm -hmm. and understanding those modalities will help you be able to express better what you're here to do and then engage people in that process with you of of finding that and achieving your brand in its fullness with with other people's participation and buy-in. So, so good. So you two are the co-founders of Root and River. And um, I want to know more about like what you do with your clients and, and the types of people that you work with. We'll go with Emily. Okay, great. So yes, we work with a specific kind of leader and we call this person the defier. Mm-hmm. So this is an individual who sees very clearly that their work is making a difference in the world. They're not just here to make money. They're not just here to, to find success in their career. They're here to change something. And that can be changing customer service in this industry and making it the best it's ever been. It can be changing an entire business model. It can be changing my community and and creating a for-profit, for-good business or Mm -hmm. not-for-profit. So it comes in a lot of different forms. People are like, oh, you must work with all nonprofits. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. We are are for mission-driven leaders who see their mission and and want to make a difference with the work that they do. They're also highly collaborative. They're very, they tend to be creative individuals and they are people who are brave enough to brand mm. because branding is not for the weak of heart. <laughs> it's actually something that 
really requires a ton of courage. Are we are we going on a quest here? <laughs> it kind of is. It is actually, Chris. It's an inner quest, of course, and an outer quest because we can we can dive into who we are as people, as brands, what our beliefs, what our mission yeah. for a long ass time. But if you never make that step of going out and saying to somebody, you know, this is what I do. Mm. Uh, this is what I'm the change I'm creating in the world. And you don't speak that language. You you've just missed the whole point. There is no outer journey. Then you can't have people join you. you can't have people reject you mm. and give you that information and that moment of challenge. Mm. And so branding is for the defiers who are bold and they're willing to put it out there and risk their own safety and security and being loved and accepted to speak full truth. Wow. Yeah. I think leaders, Chris, I think leaders, when it comes to brand, and this could be your personal brand as a leader, or it could be if you're a solo brand, like a solo thought leader, or you're representing in some way a larger brand. It's all the same. We're all just humans. And it's Mm -hmm. most of that division or compartmentalization is mythological. But anyway, it's like, there's three things that they want. They want to be confident. They want to be able to have like that the, the gnawing unease of an existential identity crisis. They want that to go away. Yes. So the opposite of that is confidence. Mm. They want to know what to say in any situation. They want to ha- they want to know what words to use. Sometimes we refer to it as words of mouth, not word of mouth. Mm. Um, and the third thing they want is they want to know that there's an impact. So. When it comes down to marketing, for example, marketing is about impact. Uh, marketing is supposed to be a revenue generating uh, activity, not a uh, budget burner. Right. But if you are, if you have an identity crisis, if you don't know what words to use, and you don't know that those words are making an impact, it, you're just flailing about at that point. And we find ourselves attracting like really mission oriented people, but they've kind of looked at like messaging storytelling some of these is like oh i don't want to i don't want to do that that's why the name of our course that we sell to solo entrepreneurs is called how to brand yourself even if you don't want to uh, <laughs> yes. it's because there's an element of that i think within I people that are more introverted or maybe a little bit more of a humble leader but we love we, we, we our, our whole one of our main mantras is make the world react to you show them who you are um and when you do that yeah that you benefit from that because you you are, you know, everyone talks about being authentic and vulnerable. And that's like him said about courage. Like, yeah, it takes incredible courage to show the world who you truly are when all of our conditioning related to branding and marketing is you have to be an image or have a packaging um, and don't show the world who you truly are. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I dive into more of like the how to because you're, you're sharing so much gold right now. It's like really building a framework of like how we can how we can know if we're off track and we're flailing about, you know, people who are tuning in and and then what we can do to move like into a more powerful, confident brand and expressing that and be polarizing and, you know, shake things up, show up in the world. Uh, before we dive into that, though, I just want to get people connected with your stories because uh, I think that's really important. We're diving into stories so much. So we'll, we'll start with Justin man um i want to share a little bit more about your journey up into uh root and river and how you got into branding and and all the great stuff you guys are doing yeah i'll be 50 this year so this answer gets could potentially gets longer every year but i'll give you the <laughs> i'll give you the highlights i i grew up on a cattle ranch in eastern oregon so i grew up a cowboy grew up around at livestock and everything um and then kind of a another part of life was this sort of self like autodidactic like mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I did go to college. It's just, 
I went three times and dropped out three times. Um, <laughs> and so kind of this like hard scrabbled, you know, it's a little overused, but the PhD poor, hungry and driven, you know, there's a lot of that. Like I was, I got married when I was 18. You know, I, I was a young dad. I had my first son at 22 when I was 22. And wow. Wow. Um, so this kind of hard scrabble, like perseverance that was primarily driven by resentment for yeah. some of the ways that some of the things I experienced as a child. And then I had in early 2014, 2014 was a hell of a year. Uh, I had a, 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 I met Emily at a conference. Yeah. And at this point I was beginning to sort of crack open. Like I was opening and opening and opening and, and then I cracked wide open, like with this significant spiritual awakening in April of just about a year ago, April of 24 or about six years ago, April of 2014. And part of that culmination was um, that Emily, for me, became the person that I wanted to create the next thing with together. And everything is collaborative. This is why we do as much as we can together. Yeah. And um, we built Root and River to because we, we had this kindred belief and this iron sharpens iron relationship. So we, we say our first, our first discussion was an argument. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and sometimes our last discussion is an argument, but it's... We care about each other. We love each other. And we are both like mission oriented people to begin with. And so yeah. to work on something where there's not a lot of gap between like pursuit and purpose and then like the business model, that's very fulfilling. It's so. huge. It's huge. I know we, we talked a lot about mission um, on the pre-interview calls, like how important that is in like living through our mission. And that's what we're really talking about today is like how to live that mission mm -hmm. through our brand, through all that we do. So um, I love to hear that, you know, your expression of mission is so aligned that it just, it's, it's such a joy to work with each other. Um, so I think it's, those are the, the best partnerships is like, yeah, there may be disagreements, different perspectives, but it's, it's really, we're both standing for that same thing of everyone who's a, a defier, so to speak, living their mission, showing up and, and making the impact that we know that they're capable of. And so we just got to give them the tools. We got to give them the, the, the perspective to step into so that they can thrive. So I love it. Love it, Justin. Uh, let's go to Emily. What, what was your journey like to get to Root and River? Yeah, so I am uh, a, I guess I was born in the Midwest and moved to Arizona. So I grew up in the desert. I am one of four children. I'm the only girl in an uh, Italian-American family. And so I have a definite sense of being inside of a really powerful tribe as a kid, yeah. but very different mm. as the only girl. And so I was sort of always this blend of a creative spirit that was integrating into sort of the rough and tumble world of my family and my brothers. And so I had this like creative secret life. I'm not very secret, but just, you know, <laughs> I don't want to, I can't play another game of whatever. Right. And so I would just drown myself in story and in create creativity and books. And um, so just loved all of those things. And that's what really fueled my ability to go out and then compete and to stay in line with the people that um, I lived and loved um, growing up with. So I, I've always been a sort of integrator of worlds. And it's that force that really threw me into journalism. Mm -hmm. And so I was a community journalist for eight and a half years and a publisher of, of community weeklies here in Arizona. Um, I lived abroad a few times as well, but came back to Arizona and, and started that career in journalism and just fell um, to journalism in like a perfect time. So it was sort of like the old school was becoming 
the new school and after 9-11, watching that whole shift occur. And um, but I got to see the way that things were done back in the day and um, and then hearken in this new world. So, again, I'm at this intersection and this integration, bringing, um, you know, our paper started experimenting with blogs early on and just learning the different ways that people were going to start communicating, telling stories, making connections across across the country, across, across the globe. I really love that side of it. Um, and then eventually I ended up going uh, out on my own and uh, worked as an independent. I was a ghostwriter. I did marketing for some people. I did some social, one of those Jack Jill of all trades. And eventually went in-house with a human behavioral research company and was the VP of corporate communication for their global brand. And that was where our, our paths intersected, Justin and I. And um, really, that's when the seeds were, of Root and River were planted. And we began to really see that people, especially business owners who are passionate and driven, and they're relentless about pursuing their business, right, Chris? But then they have this gap where they can't quite get the words together mm -hmm. um, to describe that. And it's a source of frustration because, as Justin mentioned, in those moments, they can't really have that confidence that they want mm -hmm. to have. And what happens is they fall back on cliches and common language and terms like great, and wonderful, and really good, or pain point marketing and just hammering in the pain. Mm. These old tactics that for a language geek like me, I'm mm. just like, no, we can do so much better. And we can die. The key is to dive into the soul to get that, that fertile soil and then to articulate it. And so it's a bit of an obsession that both of us shared, I think. Um, and that's really what, what brought us together, that firm belief that there was some injustice mm -hmm. in the fact that business owners couldn't ever quite get there. Yeah. And we wanted to, we wanted to stand beside them and guide them so that they could, and then their businesses could just catch fire after that. So good. I love, I love what you said about like, you know, being a word geek, a wordsmith. Like I really, I hear it and I hear, um, the energy in which you communicate and like there's, um in a good way, like the drama of, of a story of a narrative of like what you, what you really want to impact people's hearts. Uh, I know Jim Rohn talks about like, you know, to have, have those moments where you're able to encapsulate the drama in our words so that it really impacts people so that it really, you know, touches our soul and activates that. And I, I really hear that in you, Emily. I love, I love your, your way of speaking. It's very powerful. Thank you. You sniffed out a little bit of my theater background too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I surprise surprise you. Press, right <laughs> I was like creative yes I, yeah. I, I stamp of approval <laughs> but but you're a defier yeah. so you don't you don't need my yeah. stamp <laughs> I have a theatrics background but not a theater background <laughs> we, we cause a production around here <laughs> I love it okay so this is, this is a blast love getting to know you two um, let's start to dive into creating a, a brand that we live in the world and it sounds like really going into the soul of the individual of the company of the mission um where do we start with that we'll start with um justin do you want you want to start it off man sure so we we present a journey to someone it's a, con a continuum really it's because there's really no end point um in a brand but there's two phases that we really are the masters in, like being the guide to the hero and the hero is the client. Mm -hmm. And um, that is the first phase is getting your language right. So language is the fruit of inner work. Mm -hmm. So the inner work that we do with our clients, whether it's a solo brand or a big giant company is, what do you believe in? 
What's your mission? What are your standards, which are often unarticulated? They're the unspoken or informal way you do things, but yep. your standards really drive your brand way more than your policy manual does. Um, so th that inner language or that inner work produces the outer language, and then you get the language right. And it's it's the music of the brand. So we're almost like switching metaphors here, like record producers or studio producers. Like we're going to get your sound right. Yeah. The second is infrastructure. And this is more so for smaller businesses. They don't have, most smaller businesses don't have, they have kind of a hodgepodge, like Rube Goldberg machine of marketing uh, yep. systems. Yep. Um, so we bring discipline and order and structure to that. With larger companies, though, it's a it's an interesting thing. They got all the systems, but they don't have the leadership chops sometimes, or the or the team culture, like how to get a team, a, a marketing team to work together super efficiently as an elite trust based environment. Mm. And then that third phase, which makes it a continuum, is amplification. So amplification is the are the habits and practices that you have as a brand done repeatedly over time. Yep. Um, and it doesn't mean to be rigid. It doesn't mean that, you know, just because, you know, Facebook ads work for a year that you got to do that forever. But it does mean that, um, it does mean that without discipline, without pause, without healthy branding and marketing habits, you're not going to get the results or to quote James Clear from Atomic Habits, uh, your current results are perfectly, uh, your current habits are perfectly designed to deliver your current results. Yeah. And that. That's a maxim that carries over into marketing as well. Yeah. And we so we stay with those clients um, at a, usually a minimum of 90 days, some of them up to a couple of years. Um, we stay with them um, through the journey of this continuum. Wow. That's, that's powerful, man. Um, Emily, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah. I mean, just to really get a little granular here, yeah. that language phase is, it's a deep dive. It's um, It's not just around okay, let's throw out all these words and let's like, let's just open our thesaurus and let's, you know, it's more of like an internal journey. Like what are the things that you've believed since before anyone taught you, you were able to learn something like things that nobody had to teach you that you've always held inside of your heart and that you've, you've acted upon. Wow. And so we're not just brand strategizing. If this makes sense, Chris, it's yep. like, we're digging into your soul. We, yep. we go into what we call the soil of soul to understand the language of the heart that resides there. Mm. And first, our first task is always excavation. It's not judging or assessing, oh, that'll be a great strategy down the road. People really, it's just like, oh, we have hope. We mm. have love. We have creativity, whatever these elements are. And a lot of times with our clients will say, don't tell us, yeah, that sounds good. We don't want to hear from your brain, your mind. What we want to know is does this word hit you in the heart? You know, does it, does the heart chakra just like vibrate or where do you feel it in your body? And that's the, so that's the level like we go to when it comes to language mm. first. It, it's not an exercise of the intellect. It's an exercise of the soul. So yeah. you mentioned a couple, um, things as far as like how someone could start to look at that of like you know what what have you lived naturally not necessarily because someone told you to or for a career but like what were the the principles and ways of being that you just you, you knew innately that's who you are and and here's here's the evidence that we can see of that throughout your timeline of life 
in these different key moments that like really shifted the trajectory because you stood for something and you didn't like, you know, bowl over on it or you didn't get, get defeated on it. Or you didn't pretend like it wasn't a big deal for you or whatever it might be. You know, it's like you really stood in those moments. Is there any other questions or um, like self inquiry that our audience can be doing to get clarity on what those points might be and to start to really fuel their brand being in alignment with their soul? Yeah, I'll throw out one and then Justin, I'm sure I'll throw out another one. Um, one of the ones that I like the most, Chris, because it's it's always so interesting is think of something that as a very young child, maybe before the age of six, like in the very young years, think if you can, think back to that time and think about a time when you got into trouble or you were very upset about something or someone was angry with you. And a lot of times you don't understand why, if you can track back to that, that child in that moment, you're not really tracking on why you're in trouble inside of that experience is typically a deeply held belief that was just there inside of your soul. So what did you get in trouble for as a child? It can even be in the classroom in grade school. Sometimes we've had clients that said, oh, I was always talking, always talking to my neighbor. And it's like, oh, but like, let's dig into that. Mm. And what was that about for you? Why was it, why was it so important? So that's one of mine. Yes, um, gold. Justin? Yeah, I think uh, 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 my answer to this is kind of an answer within an answer, which is it's, um, it's, I would say it's almost impossible to brand yourself the way that we do branding with intrinsic branding and humanistic marketing. So the in, inner and outer world of the root and the river, as it were, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to do that without an inquiry practice of some sort. Um, so that could be an inquiry practice could be something like um, meditation or therapy or a religious practice, or it could be something that's like maybe you read the Stoics or you uh, you practice red teaming or some of these other newer, ancient and new ideas. And the question to ask yourself about your inquiry practice is, what do I need to challenge? Because if you are in a position of authority, if you're the owner, you're a senior executive, um, you, have, you are responsible for your own self-intervention. Your team probably won't do it for you unless you have this super elite um, non-permission-based culture, which is pretty rare. Usually it's very hierarchical and you're my boss and yep. what do you want to hear? You know, it's Andy Bernard talking to Ron, Robert California <laughs> in the office, on the office. Um, and so the inquiry is, what do I need to challenge within myself? Mm. And that will open many doors and it'll be terrifying. And, but once you get going, you're like, Oh, that thing that I thought I knew or I thought I was or I thought we were as a company with some examination turned out not to be true. Hmm. Um, And how powerful is it to remove illusion and just be who you are? Hmm. Can you give us some examples of that? Because I think it's it's like, hey, in this introspective process it's like i could challenge everything i could challenge you know why did i wear these color socks today why did i put on this shirt today what how do we know what to challenge what what will make the biggest difference yeah that's a great question uh, and you can challenge your socks it would be a <laughs> like why, why did i do that did i choose these or did someone else choose them for me <laughs> yeah, why did i pick this fedora <laughs> i don't know uh, is uh is is so three things. One is, is your, your leadership biases. That's a mm-hmm. thing to challenge. Like your first response to something. And this is the, 
get into psychotherapy here, but your first respond to everything is almost always wrong. Okay. Almost always wrong because it's just the, the ego mind's buffer. So leadership biases, especially related to how you react to things, your relationships, like especially your non-negotiables in relationships, what you expect from someone else and what 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 you, what they expect from you. Mm-hmm. And then I think a third place of inquiry is what does success mean? What does winning mean? Like what's mm-hmm. the, we sometimes ask the, our clients, what's the Super Bowl trophy? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point to all this? Are we just checking boxes and, you know, filling out our TPS reports? Or are we making meaning in the world that's, that's producing some sort of championship moment? Mm-hmm. So good. I, I love it. Um, Emily, did you have anything to add to that, that inquiry or anything else that you want to mention about what Justin said? So part of the magic of Root and River is that we come from very different perspectives. So Justin's always, typically he's really fired up by challenge. I challenge. He loves to challenge. <laughs> it's awesome. But I just come at it a little bit of a different way. So I think, um, you know, Einstein had this great quote. It's, he said, it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with my problems longer. Mm. And so for me, mm. a lot of times it's more of like, what need, what do I really need to sit with? Mm. What rocks do I need to hold in my hand and turn over and turn over and turn over and turn over and try to get perspective on from different ways? How can I step out of myself and see this from another perspective, from the other person's perspective, from um, somebody completely outside of the situation's perspective? Um, it is a form of challenging, but um, it's, it's more, more flow. It's more, it's more like harmonious and, and there's nothing, there's no like right or wrong, but I hear no. there's, there's like no. a, um, a, 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 not, I don't know. It's like not, not as intense, right? It's like, it's a, uh, it's more of a feminine type of it, it like mm-hmm. discovery versus I would say Justin's yes. more of the masculine. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> this, is the issue. this is what we're going after. I think mine is a little bit more um, indirect. Sounds maybe bad. No, but, no, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of times just sitting and allowing, and that's where creativity comes from too, because if we open up the space for other things to rise and not needing to solve it, but needing to be in inquirers and to be creative and to also you know I work on an emotional level quite a bit as a you know very emotionally intuitive and conversant person I think about what needs to rise Mm -hmm. Um, and in our everyday lives we don't give a lot of room for that Mm -hmm. if an emotion comes up that's inconvenient or that's contrary to what we're trying to accomplish in the moment typically we could just like I ain't got time for that right so but those emotions stay compressed inside right, right. of us. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to do in inquiry is, is, is just open up that space mm-hmm. and allow <laughs> those things to come up so that we can look at them from different angles and, and decide what, what needs to be attended to and then how you, we want to do that. Mm-hmm. So once we've gone through that inquiry process and like started to get curious, challenge what we may be having as assumptions, um, looking at things from different perspectives, it's like really having an openness. And I think the first step to to progress is like awareness, right? Being aware of where we are, where we're not, where like just getting a better view. And then from that point, then we could say, okay, 
here's where we are. Like, how do we get to where we want to go? Maybe the first step is the, the destination. Uh, and then the next step would be, okay, if I want to get there, where am I at now? And then how do we build a, a bridge to get to that, to that point? Does that like resonate with you guys? Is that, is that something like what, what is the process, so to speak of, of um, getting people to that end transformation of a, a brand that they, they're living? Well, one of the first things we do to that point, Chris, is we, we do a visioning exercise that we call Will Create Become. And it's mm -hmm. about setting that uh, fixed point on the horizon. Yeah. Typically, we, we pick about like a five-year mark. We feel yeah. like that's that's big enough for dreams, but not too far off to be super esoteric. So we, we walked them through this process and using declarative language, again, the importance of language here, will, I will, I will create, I will become. And layering these these power words on top of another one on top of the other and and being very succinct in that this is not something that goes on for a page and a half this is like three sentences wow. of as much tangibility as we can get but also leaving room for some for some big dreams as well so that's really sort of the, that foundational that kind of foundational ballast point for us yeah and there's a there's another um i guess if we're if there were three well i'll give you the one so it's around category design. So this is a little bit more utilitarian than the spiritual work that we do with brands, with mm. people. It's, it's a category is what do you, what conversation do you want to own? Mm. And so if you're a solo brand, if you're a, so, if you're a solo entrepreneur, that conversation um, is makes make, the, the goal is to make you a category of one. That's what artists do. There's only one Elvis. There's only one Bonnie Raitt. There's only one Brandy Carlisle. You know, that's, there's no, they're not copies. They are original, and there's a power in that. Um, if it's a, if you're in a if you're in a team or a larger company, then your category is this space that you own that no one else owns before. So examples of that are like rideshare. Uber and Lyft own rideshare as, yeah. as a as a as a as a category. And when you so when you have this like um, when you have the taking what what M said about the vision when you know where you're going. And then what you're doing is you're calibrating all of your behavior, all of your actions, your investments of time and attention and money into your brand is, is it living up to our mission? And is it helping us own a category? And if it's not, whether it's a personal brand or a big brand, if it's not living up to your mission and it's not helping you own a category, it's probably not worth doing. Um, it's probably something that is either a coping mechanism, like a comfort, me a comfort device within yep. the business world. Uh, or it's a prescribed activity. Someone said, you know, this is why we ban like to ban the word should. <laughs> like, here's what you should be doing. Because yep. people, we often say our greatest competitor is terrible advice. You know, as a, <laughs> really, you should be doing. You should be doing click funnels and Facebook ads, and yeah, maybe, maybe you should. But um, if you know your mission, you know where you're going to the to the vision that Emily talked about. And you know your mission on the inside, and you know your category that you want to own. Man, you can get a lot done. This is powerful. I, I think there's a lot of people, so to speak, um, competing today in, 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 in the marketplace for people's attention. Um, we've kind of touched on it, but I just want to dive even more into it. What do, you, what do you recommend around how people show up, how people live their brand that has them really stand out so that they're not competing anymore and they really own that one of a kindness that you were talking about, Justin? Yeah, so what we, we, we would say is that stop thinking about competing for attention. 
Let's think about the reverse. Let's think about branding in terms of what your job is, is to repel the people who are not a fit for you as quickly and efficiently as possible so that the few who are a fit get attracted and mm. get involved and actually do their research before they even pick up the phone and, and have a conversation with you or shoot you an email or fill out a form on your site. So let's think about it completely differently from a different polarity. Like what we want to do is push most people away because you are not for everyone. And that's pretty much the rule. Unless, unless you're selling widgets, you know, you're selling fidget spinners to like kids (laughs) all over the world. Your market is very small. And also your market doesn't really need a rational reason, nor will they respond to a rational reason to work with you. Nobody's got to buy anything from anyone and you can buy anything you want from anybody. So the way that you make a connection is by being authentic, but that actually comes after you've pushed away everybody else. Mm. (laughs) So we invite people to think about it from that perspective. And it sort of also, it makes it more of a, again, an inquiry or so like you get kind of curious and creative when you're like, okay, I'm repelling people. Now doesn't mean go off and be like super offensive and a total jerk and, you know, but state your truth tell what you believe, share your mission. Those are the sorts of things that your people will go, oh my gosh, they're speaking completely differently. They're speaking my language. They're singing my song. I need to know this person. And now you're not in a position to compete. You're in a position to be and to receive what's coming your way. Beautiful. Beautiful. I know we have a lot of uh, solopreneurs, authors, speakers, coaches who are tuning in in the audience. And they may not necessarily have had a lot of track record of like um, attracting clients, right? Let's say they're like startup entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm curious, at what is the balance between who has already like come to me and what they say about me and, um, you know, like the, the marketplace, what the marketplace wants, what people want and like who I am and what I want to provide. But I think that's, that's a, a common conversation of like, what is, what do they want? What do they need? You know, sell them what they want, give them what they need kind of thing. And what is it that I as a service provider or, or person living this mission want to provide and what feels good for me? How do you uh, dance in that? What's the harmony between that? Yeah, the, the, the paradox is um, between um, arrogance of, you know, I'm so amazing, I don't really care what other people think, yeah. and um, insecurity, which is, please tell me I'm okay, please tell mm. me I'm pretty. Mm. And that's the paradox. And this is why we talk about, you got to know who you are. Yeah. Like you're, we, have to ask, we have to answer the fundamental question that all humans should answer, which is, who am I? Um, and so that being rooted in your true identity goes a long way towards uh, that balance, Chris, between, you know, your, between um, the, your art and the way that the market responds. Yeah. But I would say this, always choose the side of the art. The, the market will, the market will uh, sort itself out. Um, and it doesn't mean that everything you do has to be like a tool album where, you know, it's just, you know, nine minute songs and, no, and <laughs> they don't play them on the radio. It doesn't mean that we're not doing it for the, we're not doing it for the sake of the art, but honor the art before you worry about the marketplace and the market will find you. Hmm. And I can list name for you, you know, dozens of musical artists in particular that did that. They didn't sell out. They didn't go, Oh, Hey, uh, snap tracks are popular now let's do that they just kept making music and they that re- and then their their audience came along and this is why we say 
your brand really doesn't have customers and employees. Those are roles. Your brand has believers. Yeah. And that's it. And if you have believers, you have their attention. And as long as you're ethically, morally, and quality consistent, yeah. you will maintain their attention. Um, and because you've earned it, you've earned a trust. It's a real relationship. But if you're if you're kind of vacillating towards, you know, playing what the crowd wants to hear versus playing what you want to say, mm. then once you go to that other side of kind of pandering, mm. it's really hard to adjust your brand to go back. Wow. Like imagine if Patagonia left the way that they brand, which is basically this is us. If you don't like it, then you know don't buy from us. Left that to be a little bit more like uh, State Farm, which is super like, please like me. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't please be think able I'm to. Cool. Please think I'm cool. Yes, right. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to recover from that. You can't do that. You have to be who you are. It's very short term mindset to be like, oh, I'm going to record a pop song based on this formula. Mm. I mean, it's a it is a one hit wonder. There's there's no longevity in it. And mm. what we try to do with our clients and what we teach when we speak to people is, yes, this is a this is a long term mindset. This is an agrarian mindset. This is a cultivation mindset. But it will serve your business and your soul long term. One hit wonders make a lot of money in the year or two when they are on the charts. And after that, nobody knows anymore. And a lot of them fall into a, a huge personal crisis. Um, and what we want to do with our clients is just give them to themselves so that they continue to grow and evolve and iterate and have more creativity with their believers alongside of them. Yeah. One of the worst things you can do as a brand is in, evoke nostalgia. Mm. Like, oh, remember Blockbuster? Like, no, that just means you're irrelevant. It, <laughs> it, it, it's like we say, you know, like when people say they're the best kept secret, we're, we're the best kept secret. And we're like, no, that means you suck at marketing. That's not, <laughs> there's no honor in that. Um, and so there's a, there's a, there's, there's something to this idea that if you, it's your job as a business owner, as a thought leader, as a, as a human, mm -hmm. it is your job to, rem is to be a light in the world. And you can't be a light in the world if you're irrelevant. Mm. If, you've, if you're stuck in your ways and you're left behind and all you do is evoke nostalgia, then you're not really a brand anymore. You're a memory. And a brand is alive in its conscious present state. A memory is, oh, remember, remember AOL. You know, that God. type of thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please, God, no. no. Um, so this is, this is great stuff. And it really goes in alignment with being the defier, like, like you guys talked about in the beginning. It's like you're here to shake things up. Right, you're here to here to um, really polarize those people who are not the the best fit, not 100% in alignment, not don't believe what you believe, and like say, I love you, but bye. You know, like you're not my people. I don't I don't need more followers. I don't need more numbers. That's not what drives this. What I need is believers, like you said, people on the team, customers. Those are just roles. But what I really need is people who believe what I believe, like raving freaking fans who will you know drive across the United States to go see a concert, right? Because they're just like so upset with with whatever I put out whatever CD whatever you know concert whatever thing like that's the level of of fandom that I think a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs want a lot of these thought leaders want and they're just like okay but how you know and really going through the process of inquiry finding out who they are and um, I, I want to talk more about the 90-day process that you take your clients through and of course they can work longer than that but like what else happens during that 90-day process that people can start getting excited for for those who want a, a brand transformation, we'll, we'll talk to Emily. What, what happens in those 90 days? 
So we start out with um, doing some sort of a brand audit. If you've, if you've already been working, you've already been putting things out there, let's take a look and let's do some uh, brand perception survey to see what's landing. We do that as we do everything, Chris, in a totally weird, different way. <laughs> just like, a, you know, your standard, you know, one to 10 surveys. Um, but we, we craft these questions. So we do some surveying. And then we actually, we don't really look at the results until after we have had what we call a root session. And that comes about in the middle of this time together, or towards more towards the front in the second month. Mm -hmm. This root session is one or two days since we do them virtually too. And one day, all day can be so much. So we break them into two sections. Mm -hmm. And this is the deep dive into the soul to excavate the language and articulate it. Now, a lot of people will be hearing this like, oh my gosh, they're super spiritual and like out there. Yeah, that's part of us. And then we switch to like crazy practical because none of the, again, none of this matters unless you cross that bridge to, to use it. Yeah. So we do the deep dive into the soul. We extract and refine, articulate a brand narrative a category. So your message mm -hmm. um, will determine, you know, exactly what your mission is and how to use these words of mouth to convey. And then we'll look at the assets you already have. We'll look at your social presence and we'll make a, um, agile based plan for how we're going to execute this. So you'll have three things on that list. We'll have a couple. And then we, after that time together, we go into that agile methodology and we are taking you through several practices, integrating content, uh, helping you integrate content onto websites, helping you develop a stump speech so that you can go speak about the brand. And, and giving you the opportunity to have some early conversations immediately after the root session using the language and getting feedback on it. Um, we, we always tell our clients just as a, an aside, don't say, what do you think? Because when we engage the mind, we're, we're telling people, oh, go into your mind and tell them to figure out an opinion. What we say is you, you talk the language of your brand and they say, how does that make you feel? Yep. What's your emotional reaction to that? So anyway, you have some time to do that while we coach you through more of that infrastructure phase and getting into a method or a rhythm for how you're going to go market on the river side, how you're going to practice humanistic marketing. And so we have two or three calls. Um, and we also have our chief of story, Jen Lawhead, who is amazing. And she helps you begin to refine the storytelling and plug it into the different channels that you're already using. So typically that lasts about 90 days. And then you can continue on um, with us if you'd like. To, to continue on with coaching and accountability, or perhaps you have some other execution pieces you'd like our assistance with, we're happy to do that. Um, if you need further help than that, our, our clients, we, um, we match them with somebody who's in our partner studio. Mm -hmm. So we don't do execution, we don't do design, we don't do um, any of those, but we right. have this group of special human beings that we love. We never take kickbacks, we never do referral fees. And we just introduce them to our lovely clients and they, they get to work with them if they choose, or they can go ahead and work with whoever they would like to work with. So that's how it works. I like it, I like it a lot. Um, I was wondering about that because I think a big challenge for a lot of people is like they're finding the words first off of who they are, what their brand is about. And the second thing is like, okay, now how do I actually execute on that with my marketing strategy, with the social media content that I create, with the offers that I put out there? And how do I, how do I communicate the transformation that people experience with my offers when they take advantage of my products, services, and, um, you know, being involved with the brand? Cause it's like, 
branding is is like the image at one level, right? And then it's also how do we facilitate that delivering delivering that and and adding that value to people's lives. So um, sounds like that is a, a process with the agile stuff. Is like here's how you can implement the marketing and develop. And, and refine your offers so that what we've done in this root section, you're able to communicate it in everything that you do moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it too, Chris, is um, it's a, we say we're coaches. We're not an agency. Uh, in fact, we're almost an unagency because we don't do tactics um, and we don't get paid in any way, as, as like Kim said, for tactics. But what we're reminding people constantly, because it's a series of unlearning, even if you're just a you're, even if you're a startup thought leader and you're going off on your own, you still have a lot of social conditioning about what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And um, so the mantras that we we coach around are strategy before tactics. So people come to us often with a, what they think is like a tactical problem, like somebody going to the doctor with a symptom. They have mm -hmm. a symptom. They're like, yeah. They, and they'll say, oh, I don't like my website or my logo's old or I don't like, it's like, okay, that's fine. We'll get there. But the that's the fruit of the fact that you don't necessarily know who you are yep. and you didn't. And so strategy before tactics. And um, the second one is story before promotion. Get your story right before you start promoting. Otherwise you're like a desperate teenage boy the night before the prom looking for a date <laughs> and desperation is a terrible cologne. Yes. Um, I can speak from experience. And so uh, it's, it's that confidence to know your story and know how to articulate it. It comes that that's part of what we're coaching people through. And then the third thing is um, self self care before brand care. Mm. You, when you, when you, you have to, you're, especially if you're the thought leader, if you're the mm -hmm. solar brand, you got to have your emotional, you know, you know what together you have to, be invested. You have to practice self-care because if you show up in the world all busted up because you're working 80 hours a week and you got a, a bunch of coping mechanisms, it will show up in your brand. Unless you're selling to dumb people, it's going to show up in your brand. Um, and so self-care before brand care, which is almost heresy in our world as, brand, and as branding people, mm. that we even talk about that stuff. Mm. But I love it that in the, in the coaching aspect, it's like, hey, you you have to first start with your soul and make sure that that's nourished and fulfilled and like you're strong there because anything that you try to put on top of that the foundation, if it's not strong, if it's not healthy, if it's not thriving, that, then that's going to produce like in-kind fruit, right? Like not great fruit. Like it's going to be, be withered at some level because that foundation wasn't in integrity. So get in integrity with that self-care first. Um, I do want to talk about Root and River because I think it's a, a really cool name. Uh, where did the name come from? Who, who, who's responsible for this name? <laughs> <laughs> well, like everything, it was a collaboration. And once we realized we were going to start something together, we were like, we, we really just sat down one day and we're like, okay, what are we going to call this? And uh, we just kind of had a heart to heart about it. And we got root first. We always knew it was going to be two things because we're two people and yeah. we wanted to have that aspect of it. And so we got root first because it was, we were discussing like this spiritual and practical and soul yeah. and language. And, um, and it just, it came to us. And then River just followed right after it because that's really what what we do we dig into the root system so that your your marketing becomes just an easily flowing river um and so yeah it was it was a bit magical we believe in magic it's one of our beliefs one of our values is magic and so it was 
that's a very rational explanation and story that <laughs> it was just a magical moment and uh, and it was we just knew it we knew it was right and and it was available so yeah there you go this is, this is <laughs> two, a modern two, version of naming right <laughs> two keys one it was a magic moment two it was available as a domain <laughs> It always sucks to have a magic moment and then the domain. <laughs> then you got a squatter yeah. on the domain or something. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You two are, are a blast. Let's start bringing it home with uh, the final takeaway. If there's anything that we haven't covered on yet that like is you're just totally living and loving at Root and River, we can dive into that. Or if you just want to recap on something that we've already covered and just really have, have our audience uh, take it home, take it to heart, take it into their soul. And take action on. We'll start with Justin. What about you, man? Um, you know, I think that um, we've covered a lot of ground here. You're an excellent interviewer, by the way. Um, you, so we've, we've got we've extracted a lot of stuff for people to consider. Um, and so I'm going to circle back to one thing that is more about reiteration of a point, which is if you are not branding yourself now in a way that you feel like, hey, I'm branding myself, like you're doing it, the it don't switch tactics, switch your direction. And the direction is to go inward, mm. to go inward. If you don't meditate, start, even if it's one conscious breath a day. If you don't journal, start, even if it's five bullets, you journal about, you know, what you notice that day. And if you don't, um, if you have untreated emotional trauma, please go to therapy because it will show up in your brand. And you will be amazed if you just did that, if you did those three things, how your vision is going to change. And there's a certain level of, you know, we don't have this in our society much anymore. Um, it's what the Greeks called Sophia or wisdom. It's mm. what, uh, also referred to as Gnostic, which is like an inner knowing. You have an inner knowing. This is why Emily and I say, we don't have the answers. We're not prescribing. We don't come to you and go, here's your brand. You know what it is. It's inside of you. You need guides like us to find it. Sure. But when you tap into inner knowing, and this is what meditation, journaling, and some therapy or healing can do, is you start to see it. You start to see it. You start to see what we sometimes call the pearl, which is your own awesomeness. Not awesomeness in an arrogant um, you know, sort of way, but awesomeness in the sense of, of seeing the pearl of your, of your worth yes. as, a, as a human and as a thought leader. All of that journey begins with some of those basics, internal examinations and practices. Mm. And I would also say that it really reflects full circle to your tattoo, right? Like going through that suffering to discover the the mission and like what we're here to live. And it's like if we're not fully accepting, embracing and, and uh, like healed at a fundamental level from that and we're able to now move forward without carrying a burden or shame or guilt or whatever wounds from that um, and, and having that show up in our work, like you're saying, then it's, it's going to be really difficult. And so I think like really having that, that self-understanding, self-awareness going inward first and saying, hey, like, how am I doing and how I express my brand? If it's not hitting the mark, what is it? Is it just like the, the strategic level, you know, the story level, the higher kind of level? Or am I, is there something missing in my connection with myself? Is there something missing yeah. in um, me trusting myself, me knowing yeah. myself? And I think that's a really, really important place to start. Yeah, that detachment from self, from true self mm. produces pretense. Mm. And pretense is fatal to a brand, especially mm. in a crisis. Um, and so maybe a secondary thing is where are you, where are you still pretending and why? Oof, I love that question. 
love that um, because there's an answer there. There's no shame in it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, gold, gold, Justin, Emily, bring it home. <laughs> well, that's uh, what we call weird, not weird, because mine is somewhat similar, but maybe a little bit <laughs> different approach. But one of my favorite quotes that I've um, stumbled upon recently in the last couple of months is from Lynn Swift in her book, The Soul of Money, which I highly recommend to all your readers or mm. all your listeners to check out which is what we appreciate appreciates. Mm. And so I see this in terms of branding, but I also see this in terms of the human tendency to cling to the idea that you are not special. And so branding, and maybe all self-inquiry as well, is really setting aside the notion. Maybe it's a very comfortable notion that you are not special. And what I'd invite you to do is to look at that and set it aside and say, what if I was special? What if I am special? Mm -hmm. And what if what I appreciate about myself, uh, if I can understand what I appreciate truly about myself and what others who I love truly appreciate about me, what if I can build around that? And what if I could offer that back out to the world? And what impact would that make if I, if I did? And, and that's really the magical side of branding. It's not about selling or products or services. It's about offering the soul or the self outward. And again, it is very brave, but it begins with a, an appreciation of our, our worth and our worthiness. Nourishment for the soul, Emily. I love it. I love it. This is beautiful. You two are epic human beings. Let's um, let's talk to our defiers, our rebels, our, our mission-driven human beings who are wanting more clarity around how to do it, the how. They're, they're feeling stuck. They're feeling not quite connected. They're feeling they're not quite living their message uh, at the level that they know they could. Is there um, anything else around like who you want to attract? Like I, I attempted to encapsulate it. Was there any, any anything else around the person who you know should reach out to you and what they can do next to, to get in contact with you? Well, life boils down, and I say this as the, the oldest person in this conversation. Life boils down to courage and execution. Uh, we can't give you courage, and we mm-hmm. can't make you do anything. So if you're ready to be you, and you are ready to execute, which is to do the work, then we offer, we, we have designed Root and River to have multiple entry points depending on where you're at as a leader. So we have a lot of free stuff. We have a free webinar coming up um, that you can learn more about. Uh, we have uh, really inexpensive brand labs or $150, two hours of virtual awesomeness around a specific topic. We have a course, How to Brand Yourself, even if you don't want to. That's uh, another entry point. And then it goes up into sort of our premium coaching practices where you get one to one, well, two to one coaching because Emily and I always coach together. So you get two coaches through the entire process. Um, and and that, a lot of that stuff is on our website. And this is the main thing. We'll talk to anybody. If this feel, like we say, one of our constant sayings is if it feels right to work together, let's talk. And we'll we'll see what we can do with that um, with that. And so just you can just reach out to us off of our website, and one of us will get one or both of us will get on a on a Zoom with you and just hear your story and talk about how we can help. So good, so good, Emily. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I just um just you know if what we've said opened up something inside of you, 
reach out and follow, just follow your instincts. If it's, if it's called you to crack open a journal or to look through, I tend to do like through, look through old books I used to read, um, whatever it is, like follow that. And, uh, the right moment will come if we're meant to work together and we we're just open to that and we're open to you wherever you are in your journey. Boom shakalaka. Justin and Emily, you two are amazing powerhouses. I love diving in. I love the, um, magic that you brought to this conversation the magic that is in branding the process like the the soul is magic in my perspective right and that's like there's so much infinite possibility there and uh it's like how can we encapsulate all the the epicness within our soul in a in a business you know in a business vehicle and um i think it's a beautiful like noble striving mission to try to to do that, you know, to support people with that so that they can have that clarity and take more aligned, connected action and live their purpose and live their mission. So thank you for everything that you do. And anyone who's tuning in right now, go to rootandriver.com. Uh, you can also follow Justin and Emily at Root and River. And um, yeah, you two are just our powerhouses. Thank you so much for being here. Chris, I think you're a powerhouse and you've got magic too. So thank you for having us. It was really like energy positive for me, especially at the end of the day. I feel like reinvigorated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the platform. Thank you for being great at what you do. Thank you. Thank you guys. See you soon. Okay. Okay. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode But this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self. Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.